0: Hello, fellow rebel capitalists. Hope you're well. Unfortunately, I need to dive into a very sobering topic, World War III. And it's been on the forefront, I think, of our minds for quite some time, or at least since Putin invaded Ukraine. But there's a lot of bad info out in the mainstream media. And a lot of it they're trying to cover up to purposely mislead you. And it's about time you know the truth. So what I want to do is try to reveal some of that right here, right now on this live stream. And I'm by no means a geopolitical expert. So let's go right over to someone that is. My good buddy, Eric Townsend, last night or the night prior, just spoke to Pippa Malmgren. Now, I don't know Pippa. I've gone back and forth with her on some... Uh, dms and with with twitter and whatnot trying to get her on the show she's very open to it but obviously she's very busy if you don't know her backstory she's been a geopolitical analyst for a long time uh, decades and she's been a consultant to i think multiple u.s presidents and her father did the exact same thing but he was like a, a proper legit og from the standpoint i believe he even advised jfk and like Nixon and Jimmy Carter and Ronald Reagan, I mean, he, he was deep in this stuff. So she knows exactly what she's talking about. So Eric last night, or the night prior, was talking to her about what's going on with Russia, China, and possibly World War III. And she had some incredible insights that I said the mainstream media isn't talking about. And I think they're purposely avoiding But these are facts that you need to know. So let's start by playing a a couple clips here, then I'll comment on them. And I've got them, uh, they're they're kind of just general areas. So we'll kind of listen to a minute or two, then I'll stop, comment, we'll move forward. Let's start with this clip, talking about how these sanctions and how the war with Russia-Ukraine is actually having a massive negative impact on the West without one bullet being fired yet against the West.
1: Whatever you need to do to disable or defeat the other side, you can. So why would you bother with a kinetic fight between, you know, ships and aircraft carriers when you can hurt the West much more severely by, you know, taking over a country like Ukraine, which is a main supplier of both oil and gas and food for Western Europe, and suddenly the prices of these things all go through the roof. And you ask the question, which damaged the civilian population of the West more? You know, a a traditional naval battle or what's actually happened here, which is events that cause these prices to suddenly and dramatically rise. So that's the kind of way of thinking.
0: And again, this is something that we have been talking about on this channel nonstop. In fact, I got literally death threats for talking about this when Putin first invaded Ukraine. They were talking about the sanctions. Remember way back then, I was doing videos and tweeting how this is a bad idea, sanctions against Russia. Why? Because they're not going to hurt Russia that much, but they're going to hurt the United States and Western Europe a lot. So let's just do a simple cost-benefit analysis here, guys. Benefits, this much. Costs, this much. So why are we moving forward here? Then, of course, everyone gets online and says, oh, you love Putin. You're a Putin supporter, blah, 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 blah. Just complete emotional drivel and nonsense. But what have we seen play out in the last year? Exactly what Dr. Pippa Malmgren is talking about that not even a shot fired against the west but they have incurred massive massive damage as a result and i'm going to only play a couple of clips here but i'm going to describe some of the other highlights of this podcast which i think will completely blow your mind so let's move on to this next bit
1: where the leadership in russia threatened to use a nuke china immediately came out and said no and actually we've just seen that again in the last week and so what is this really about? I think it's really about China and Russia were aligned from the beginning. And Russia said, we hate the West. We want to throw a punch. We want a barroom brawl. And China said, that's a good idea. You should do that. So Russia throws the punch, which is Ukraine and more. And China got to watch what happens, which is a huge intelligence gathering exercises of extreme value. And then when Putin took it a step too far... China steps in and says no to nuclear and starts to emerge as the good guy, a global negotiator the U.S. can begin to work with. And so I think this is really about the U.S. and China. And Russia itself has kind of collapsed back into a pre-Peter the Great geography because I think pretty much everything east of the Urals is now effectively controlled by China. Perhaps not actually, the border hasn't moved, but effectively China really is running a lot of Russia these days. And so Russia is becoming kind of less important it's more of a vassal state to China more and more. Um,
0: so let's review here, because that's just incredibly important. And, and it's so outside of the box. I mean, you're just not hearing this type of thinking. So what she said initially is that in her view, China and Russia have been in cahoots from the very beginning. And China was really or has been using Russia almost as a diversionary tactic, to A certain extent or using them because they know Putin's pissed off at NATO and the United States and Western Europe. So Xi Jinping comes in and says, and Putin starts talking and he's pissed off and he's cussing out Biden or Trump or whomever. And Xi, Xi Jinping says, Yeah, yeah, absolutely. You're right. You, you should be pissed off. In fact, you should be more pissed off. If I was you, I'd invade Ukraine as well. That Ukraine, ter- that's rightfully yours, Vladimir. Go nuts. But what China's really doing, Xi Jinping, is encouraging Putin to go ahead and take action because he knows that it's going to weaken the West, which is exactly what we've seen. And it creates a diversionary tactic and it creates an opportunity for China to come in and now be the global good guy when it was really their doing to begin with. And she gave a fantastic example during this interview where she said it's a lot like a a, a mob boss. It, you've got kind of the enforcer guy, and they're super pissed off at, at some other guys in the other gang or something like that. And you're like, oh, yeah, 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 go kick their ass, Bruno. Go <laughs> go be the tough guy. Go give them the brass knuckles or whatever. And you know he's going to go do that. But you don't really want him to do that because you want to beat up the other mobsters in the other gang. But you want him to start that conflict so you can come in and make peace between the two gangs and score brownie points and to usurp power and control for yourself. And you're just using Bruno as a sacrificial lamb. And uh, Pippa is basically saying that Xi Jinping, in her view, her base case, is that he's doing the exact same thing with Vladimir Putin. Vladimir Putin is the enforcer. He's Bruno. And China is sitting back as the mob boss, just waiting for this to play out. And then they're doing it in an effort to have China weaken their opponents, i.e. the West. And while on top of that, they can come in and look like the global good guy by trying to facilitate peace when the United States is, is vocal about not wanting to do so themselves. Another thing that she pointed out that I thought was fascinating is uh, a, a quote from Sun Tzu, The Art of War. And I, I can't, I'll can't. i have to paraphrase here because I can't remember the quote verbatim. But it's something to the effect that your first strategy in war should be trying to wear down your opponent so you never have to shoot an arrow or you never have to fire a, 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 a bullet or you never have to drop a bomb using more modern terms. And so in her view, not only are these price increases that we're seeing, they're just crushing the w- Western Europe. And we see them having to take cold showers and chop down timberwood and all these things that we've heard about for the last year. And also, let us the United States has been right in the thick of things as well. Look at what happened to gas prices there. I mean, they've come down, I think, recently, but for a while there. I mean, that was just devastating for the poor and the middle class but she went on to say that if china is able to s- s- kind of sit back in the in the shade here or in the shadows as the puppeteer and try to get russia to engage with the us or vice versa then the united states is going to have to deploy soldiers they're g- just like we saw in that thumbnail they're going to have to build a uh, aircraft carriers. They're going to have to set up a base in, uh, in the outside of Guam and all these different areas. Bottom line, they're going to have to spend money and they're going to have to spend a lot of money. So in her view, China is purposely doing all of these things while at the same time trying to get the United States to spend more and more and more and more money on just building up their defense. It's basically the same. Ironically, she pointed out that it's the exact same strategy that Ronald Reagan used against Russia during the Cold War, where he was doing things to get them to spend more and more money because he knew at a certain point they can't, they couldn't afford it, but they would have to spend and therefore it would put their domestic economy in a very compromising position. And she said that China is likely doing the exact same thing using Ronald Reagan's playbook, but in 2023, they're using it against the United States of America. Another thing that she pointed out that I thought was fascinating, and again I, I want to repeat here, uh, my good buddy Eric Townsend and Patrick Serezna, uh, both good friends of mine, they run a podcast called Macro Voices. And if you haven't subscribed to it, you have to do that immediately. It's something that I listen to religiously. It comes out every Thursday evening. Uh, last night it was Wednesday, kind of an anomaly, but it comes out once a week, and it's an absolute must listen. But another thing that. Uh, Dr. Pippa Malmgren was talking about is this Chinese balloon. We all remember the, the quote-unquote weather balloon that just happened to come through Canada and just happened to go over Montana and I think maybe South Dakota and some other areas before it was finally taken down. And she goes, look, that was not a weather balloon. She goes, anyone who thinks that is crazy. She goes, uh, you know, I've been in geopolitics. I've been in these these government with the CIA and the FBI. You know, all these agencies uh, that gather intelligence. And she goes, that that ain't no weather balloon. She goes, it's 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 meant to fly at a specific altitude that's just below below uh, radar, but yet just above commercial airline traffic. So there, it's it's not an accident. Everything there was strategy. And she goes, the a couple people in the mainstream media have talked about how that balloon had facial recognition. And she goes, but listen, that facial recognition isn't just to identify people. The Chinese could care less. What it's meant for is to gauge their emotional response. And this is where it got like mind blowing. So she goes, think about where that balloon initially came, you know, right over Montana. And I guess that's one of the areas where we have tactical missiles that we could fire at uh, China. So, what they wanted to do is they wanted that balloon to go over, and that that I guess they can do, I have no idea they could do this, but they have facial recognition from that balloon of the people who are, are, are down below and, and to, to see how, not that they could see the balloon, but how urgently they were behaving. Within that site that had the tactical missiles to determine whether or not they were getting ready to launch, so they could they could see the people, the satellite bloom taking the images. But not only that, they they can't really tell with those images if you know people aren't like sprinting around and whatnot. But they it could actually read their faces to determine the levels of stress that was on their face, and based on the, the the stress levels of the people's faces that the balloon was picking up, that's how they were determining, most likely, what was happening on the ground. I I mean, this was just some incredibly, if she's right, it was just some incredibly sophisticated spying uh, that the the Chinese were, were doing on the United States. So the bottom line here, guys, is when you start listening to experts like Dr. Pippa Malmgren, it really opens up your eyes. It shows you how close we are to World War III. And she would argue that we're already in World War III. It's just not a a kinetic war. And her conclusion was China will most likely let this whole thing with Russia and Ukraine play out. And even if, and they won't invade Taiwan. And even if it comes to peace negotiations, which she thinks is what uh, the Chinese actually do want, but they want to draw this out as long as possible. And then when they come to peace negotiations, they want the United States to think that everything is over. And once the U.S. thinks that everything is over, that, and, and once they've depleted all these resources, once they've spent, up, spent all this money, once you know the war itself has decreased the economic output of the West, and put everyone into a compromising position, that's when China steps in and says, oh, no, 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 no. You thought that this war was between Russia and Ukraine. You thought this war was over. But what you don't know is this war has just begun. All right, guys, enjoy the rest of your afternoon. As always, make sure that you're standing up for freedom, liberty, free market, capitalism. We'll see you in the next video.